This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Blue Wire. Let's fuck this shit. It's only game. Why you have to be mad? And we're back. Kate, do you want to take some calls? Let's take some calls. Hey, Bunny. Uh, heard you guys talking about dingy bars in Vancouver, and it reminded me of something I discovered a couple weeks ago. There's a really shitty pub downtown called Relish, as in, like, Relish the pub, like some dead the elephant bullshit. Anyway, they have a drink of, like, an in-house cocktail called the Puck Bunny. And on the one hand, it has White Claw in it, which I feel like is very unbranded for you guys. But on the other unfortunate hand, it has Ryan Whitney's bullshit vodka in it as well. Um, interested to hear your guys' thoughts, but also just thought you should know that this bullshit is going on. I'm, like, going to make this. This sounds fucking good. It sounds so good. Like, I might, like, actually go out and stuff, get the stuff to make a puck bunny later this week. The problem is that if I had one of these, if I had one sip of this, I would be hungover for a week. <laughs> I would black out immediately because it is vodka mixed with white claw. Which, I mean, amazing concept. I will do a plain or, like, a citrus vodka. <laughs> I'll mix any two clear alcohols together is what I'm trying to say. Here's the thing. I think this would be great as a shot. The sugar content in this would absolutely lay me out for multiple days. Have you ever had Pink Whitney? I have not had Pink Whitney. I don't plan on having Pink Whitney because, like, I'm willing to do a lot of things, but I'm not willing to, like, spend $20 that go directly to Barstool-affiliated <laughs> programs. I wish there was, like, a, a feminist version of it because I really like the idea. Once again... We are reaching out to our friends who work who work in the alcohol industry. Uh, we are willing to do a brand partnership with you at any point. For anti-pink It Whitney. would just be like a vodka cranberry, like, in a bottle. Yeah, like, call it a purple Stephanie. Gross. <laughs> Gross. I have not had Pink Whitney. Have you had Pink Whitney? No, but again, I'm very, like, attracted to the concept, so it's, like, they're actually very oh my hard God. for me. Can you imagine if, like, we were in college when this shit was on the market? Oh my god, I would have I would have been like OD'd on Pink Whitney. I would be in jail. <laughs> yeah, I, I would have gotten arrested more times than I actually did. Right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I would try this drink. I would try this drink. Um, next time we're in Vancouver, which is a definite, we're definitely going to be there in the next year. It's a win, not an F. Uh, we will go to this place and we will order the Puck Bunny. Definitely. 
It's pretty cheap too. That's like what compared I was thinking. to to DC prices, it's like eleven dollars. I guess it's only an ounce, like vodka. Yeah, but how much cherry white claw? Probably just a splash. Sorry, I we also just didn't read the recipe. It's an ounce of pink Whitney, frozen berries, fresh squeezed lime topped with cherry white claw and soda. Oh, so right, there's soda in it too. I was thinking that it was gonna taste like something I get from Sonic. You know yes, what I mean? Yes. God, the sugar content out of control. I'm not anti-sugar. I'm just anti what sugar does to me specifically. Anyway, I can't wait to get this. I have a picture of you in Vancouver drinking a drink much like this. So I know that really? you do like sugar, oh, sugary yeah. drinks. Well, that was fun. That was probably the last one that I ever had in my life before I got COVID at the Roxy. <laughs> Shall I read this text to you? Yes, ma'am. Hey, bunnies. I stayed up way too late to watch the abs figuratively and literally beat the crap out of the coyotes. If you missed it, Nathan McKinnon threw Connor Garland's helmet at his face. Yikes. I've got to say, it felt like McKinnon was trying to say, F your Lady Bing award. I don't want it. If there was an award for the most outrageous moments from this year, who do you think would be in the running for it? Hmm. Golden comedy from one Nathan McKinnon. The video, if you haven't seen the video, like, go check it out. It looks like a Charlie Chaplin sketch where he's just like, it's pure physical comedy. You could tell he didn't (laughs) think about it at all. No. It was just seeing red and uh, through Connor's helmet directly at Connor's little face. I think my favorite underrated part of that moment is that Nathan McKinnon's obviously like, you know, 6'2 or 6'3 or whatever. Connor Garland's like (laughs) 5'9". So also the height differential there really did it for me. Man, sometimes hurting people can be funny. (laughs) He was fine. He was fine. Everyone's fine. And I think it was dumb that he got fined. I mean, I think he, it was probably okay that he got fined. I mean, whatever. Like, he could, he could afford it. But, like, he was just playing around. But I get that you, why you shouldn't throw your helmet at people. I'm just a little boy. I'm just a little birthday boy. For the most outrageous moment, I will have to say that I was just randomly going about my day. And then I started laughing, thinking about when they had to cancel the game because of the sun. Stop. That might be what mine was. There were so many just good, good things that happened at Lake Tahoe. My favorite narrative, it's not really one moment because this is the McKinnon thing is part of it, but the narrative that like star players are getting sick of other players targeting them. And so they're starting to lash out like McKinnon with this helmet throw and Connor McDavid like elbowing a guy and then getting fined for it last week. I'm like, yes, that's definitely what's happening. Nathan McKinnon and Connor McDavid and like Austin Matthews and Elias Pettersson are all in a group chat like talking about how they're going to exact their revenge and how they need to be more physical. They should be the new bad girls club. Yeah. I, what I really love is, like, if you were constantly being nominated for the league's, like, Gentleman of the Year award, which is pretty much a joke <laughs> to players and to the league, I would want to rebrand, too. I want to be sexy and bad. I want to be league. a bitch up, too. Be a winner. Um, so I think he's just rebranding, and he's going to start wearing leather jackets and smoking Ooh. cigarettes. Oh, my God. They should be. I was just telling this to my boyfriend the other day. They should be able to smoke on the bench. Because you know they all they all dip on the bench. That's why they're right. all spitting. Just smoke. It's fine. Do you think they dip on the bench? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. You can't tell me that Tyler Sagan is not chewing tobacco. 
I don't know what the fuck he's got in his mouth. It's got to be something. It's always something. It's so full. <laughs> anyway. Hey, Puck Bunnies. Long time, first time. Uh, I'm calling to ask your expert opinion on why exactly are the Flyers? Thank you. They start out every season, and I really think that they're going to make the Stanley Cup. Remember how fun they were last year, like before the season went on pause, when everybody was like, oh my god, are the Flyers actually good? They're winning all the time. Carter Hart is on fire. Not anymore. My thing with the Flyers is that, to me, whenever a coach starts saying, like, the players don't want enough or they're not trying hard enough, that's when I start to tend to think that it's a coaching problem, not a player problem. Because when you're saying that kind of shit to the media, I mean, then you're like, you're basically doing shadow boxing with your own team. Right, right. Like you're shaming them. What are you setting yourself up for here? I mean, their defense has been really terrible. Carter Hart has been really terrible. And he played a pretty solid game for his first game back a couple of nights ago because um, Elaine Vigneault benched him said he needed to get his head straight, which like, fine, whatever. But just like the thing that was made out of that uh, within the team and like to the media, I think was a little bit distasteful. He said that Hart needs to work harder. Telling a goalie to work harder is so weird. Just what do your job better. Mean? Yeah, just save just more Just want pucks. it more. Come on. But also like Vigneault has this reputation that he comes in, kind of has a really strong effect on a team in the first year and then starts completely losing the room and then gets fired. So it's most surprising to me that I know at the beginning of the season, I was like, oh, I don't think any coaches are going to get fired. But I am shocked that they haven't fired anybody yet. Especially like, what, what loss are they on? So I think they won a couple of nights ago and they beat the Sabres once and they lost to the Sabres once in the last week. But they are definitely on a slide and they're fighting for a playoff spot, which they are not going to get. They're not playing well. And it's not just a defense versus offense thing. It's there's problems everywhere and they just can't seem to figure it out. And their power play is really bad. So I, that's why I tend to think that it's a coaching thing, because if there's just kind of holes everywhere, especially in your special teams, that's not something that just like you tell guys to just do more, pitch in more. That kind of thing isn't going to work. I think that COVID probably also had a pretty big effect on them. And nobody's talking Nobody's talking about this, but there were a lot of Flyers players out with COVID for a while, and they have mm-hmm. not looked the same since they've gotten back. And again, it's like one of those things where it's exactly like what you said. I feel like people aren't really talking about it because nobody really knows what to say. You know how NHL players, especially in their, if they're in the playoffs, they never reveal like what injuries they're playing through until they right. their team gets eliminated or like after their season ends. This is going to be the new that. Nobody's going to talk about, oh, I yeah, I tested positive and I was symptomatic or like, yeah, the virus really laid me out for like a week or so. Mm-hmm. This kind of information is going to like trickle out. Not great during a public health emergency, but... Do what you got to do, fellas. Hockey is about being stoic. Hey, bunnies. Um, Legendary Red Wings play-by-play announcer Ken Daniels recently came and did an AMA on the Detroit Red Wings subreddit, and I was really interested to see that he has confirmed our suspicions. The play-by-play men in the league do go ahead and, like, go out to dinner and have drinks, and there is, like... Uh, like a, a true camaraderie and friendship between them. And he specifically gave a shout out to Trip Tracy. And when I saw that, I was just so excited to let you guys know that the trip heads are everywhere. Thanks, guys. Let's go, Red Wings. 
Trip got vaccinated this week. He did. That's my trip, Tracy update, is that he got vaccinated. I also replied to one of his Instagram stories and he replied back. So <gasps> what did he say? Well, I Trevor Van Riemsdyk signed a new contract in DC and you know he previously played for the Canes. And so Trip like posted on his story a picture of him and was like, Oh, like great guy, you know, dig in, so happy for you. And so I replied, I was like, We love having him in DC and he he was <laughs> like Great guy, capitalized, <laughs> capitalized G, capitalized G, space, exclamation point. Oh my God. Do you think that he says Dan a lot, like in real life? It's hilarious when players will reference it in so interviews and he has to just like not say anything. <sighs> I love Trip. Of course, play-by-play men go out to dinner and stuff. How are you going to learn so many facts about other players on other teams? I know. Where are they going to learn everyone's hometown? Yeah. Where are they going to learn who went to Salt St. Marie and who didn't? <laughs> My dream is just going out to dinner with a bunch of play-by-play guys from different teams. Can you imagine the stories? That'd be so fun. And they would all be like older dudes. So it would be like an uncle situation, which is my favorite kind of dinner. My favorite kind of guy is an uncle. (laughs) This is a pro uncle podcast. This is such a like the athletic piece that I'm writing in my head right now. Um, Pierre, Pierre, this is a piece that I'm writing for you. um, If you're if you're interested. Christina, can I read you a text? You may. Uh, Christina, instead of the Dallas Stars, may I suggest supporting former Red Wings players? The current team sucks so bad, it's not funny or fun, but old players like Datsyuk have extreme Russian dad energy and just post about the big fish they caught, so it's very relaxing. Here's my question for people who keep asking me these questions. Why does everyone want me to stop being a Dallas Stars fan? Because Jamie Benn is a turf. Because when we talked about when we talked about Jamie Benn liking Candace Owens' videos on Instagram, you were like, okay, I'm done supporting the Dallas Stars. I forgot I said that. And then I think people were like, this is my chance to shoot my shot. So that's why we're getting calls about like, you should support the Jets. You should support retired, like not even the current Red Wings team, but retired Red Wings. I'm going to follow Dasyuk because I like seeing old guys catch fish. Yeah, that's like very nature documentary-ish soothing to me. I don't think that I could get into the Red Wings just because they're not even bunny bad. We got so many calls about the Red Wings this week. I don't know what's going on. I think it's probably just like general trade deadline anxiety when your team Mm -hmm. has nothing to look forward to. But um, I want to play this next call. Hi, bunnies. I'm uh, walking back from the, uh, the liquor store. I got myself a black raspberry truly extra hard seltzer. It's 8% fuckers. It's really good. Anyway, um, I'm walking back still. I'm like, you know, open container, but no one's going to fucking find me. Whatever. Anyway, I'm a Red Wings fan, and the trade deadline is quickly approaching, and I'm so worried. Like, what if what if Tyler Bertuzzi goes? What if Anthony Mantha goes? Like, like I, I love Dylan and Dylan Larkin and all he does. He's a warm blanket over all of us. But, like, if he doesn't have his buddies, like, what's going to happen? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, um, also, like, oh, I, mean, I don't have another league-wide question except, like, you know, what what is the, I don't know, 
like what what teams can uh, do the best in the postseason based on astrology. But anyway, I want to know what my precious Red Wings are going to do with just Dylan, and it's scary. Bye. I need to try that truly. Seltzer. Yeah, I didn't know they had an eight percent one. Yeah, because like I feel so stupid fucking around with like five percent. I'm like, this isn't going to do anything. It's not worth the calories. We sound like we have a drinking problems right now. Yeah, I know. We're we just do. and it's we really not do. and it. I just want to say that we don't. And Christina doesn't drink a lot. I also don't drink a lot, mostly because I'm allergic to most alcohols. <laughs> you found that out the hard way over the course of a year and a half. Yeah, I found that out the hard way several times. But it's it's sheer coincidence slash, I think, the warm weather and people are starting to go a little buck wild now that they're getting vaccinated, that we are getting a lot of calls about alcohol. The Red Wings. What if Tyler Bertuzzi goes? What if Anthony Mantha goes? Yeah, they'll probably both go. If they were smart, they would both go. Either now or at the end of the season. I would say there's a 0% chance that uh, Dylan Larkin goes. Dylan, Dylan's there for life. He is a Red Wing for life. He has to be there now. Just like he's like a... Who is that guy who like in Greek mythology? He's Prometheus. Yeah. He gets his like liver plucked out. His organs like picked out by crows. Literally the Blackhawks. <laughs> Literally the Blackhawks. <laughs> Every yeah. other night. Although they did just uh, beat the Tampa Bay Lightning the other night. Yeah. Here's what I have to say about that. I think that Steven Stamkos went in the locker room before that game and was like, listen, fellas. The Red Wings are having a really tough time. My boy Dylan, he's really sad. I was DMing him on Instagram last night. He's not in a good place. I think we should just let them have this one. I think that's true. I also think that hockey is random. and sometimes Yes, there's also that. <laughs> so sometimes the bad team wins. Every team wins a game sometimes. It's very hard to lose the players that you're attached to, even if your team sucks. And what I would say is that if you really love these boys... You need to learn to let them go to places where they'll be more successful and have fulfilling careers. And that doesn't mean that they're going to stop being friends. They're all going to hang out during the summer. They'll be even better friends because they don't have to work together They're going to be in each other's weddings. It's going to be okay. Yeah, it's going to be really nice. We need to start building something new. Yes. You need to let go and let God. Let go of the old to make room for the new, make room for hope. Also, what I will say about the Red Wings is that you did a really good tweet this week about the Red Wings from our account, and people got really mad. And by people, I mean, like, Red Wings fans. <laughs> They're still replying, like, three days later. People are mad so pissed. And what's funny is that in this tweet, what, this is after they beat Tampa, and you, like, tweeted a screenshot from it, and they were, and you were like, this is their Stanley Cup? Yeah, because they haven't, they haven't won in Tampa in, like, eight years yeah that's the thing they haven't won in tampa in eight years and you also weren't implying that they haven't won stanley cups but let me tell you the entire city of detroit has picked (laughs) up its pitchforks and are reminding us that uh they have won several stanley cups which we are aware of because they're as old as dirt i'm pretty sure that like a lot of the stanley cups don't even count because they're before they allowed black people to play hockey that's right that's right no (laughs) your record should be erased (laughs) If your sport was segregated, it doesn't count until after it's integrated. I don't care if you're an original six. Doesn't matter. All that history is gone. <laughs> um, we have one more text 
And I think it's a perfect one to close out this week's call-in show. Hey, it's Jordan. The actor who plays Biff in Back to the Future is named Tom Wilson. Hope everything's good. Thank you, Jordan. It is. It is good now. Now that you're here, it's good. I've actually never seen Back to the Future. I've actually never seen Back to the Future either. Oh my god, are we both outing ourselves as Bimbos right now? (laughs) (laughs) He's not the main guy. I know who Biff is, I think. Actually, I don't. I'm not going to lie. I don't know who Biff is. As you can tell from the name Biff, he is the villain. I assume he is some sort of 50s-style bully. Right. I assume that he fucks the mom. Yeah, he pro- I feel like the entire movie is about people trying to fuck the mom. That's like really what I took away from Back to the Future is that <laughs> the it's cultural like he ethos. kisses his mom. Like there's like incest. Yeah, there's a car. There's like a light incest plot line. And why do you think I haven't seen it? Not yeah, it sounds boring to me. <laughs> anyway, thanks for sharing, Jordan. <laughs> thanks to everybody who called in this week. Thanks to Red Wings fans in particular for not being cyber bullies to us over the phone. And you can call in with your questions or suggestions for next week's episode at 774-318-6952. Please follow us on Twitter at actpuckbunnies underscore pod and on Instagram at actpuckbunniespod. If you'd like to, and we'd really love it if you did, please rate and review the show on the platform of your choice. Support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash puckbunnies. I'm Christina. I'm Audrey. And this has been Puck Bunnies. Bye. 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 Like, how I gotta stop doing that. Oh my god. I know. How am I supposed to go back into society when that's how I'm saying goodbye? For the ones who get going when the going gets tough. And the ones who know we're tougher together. For the pathfinders breaking new ground. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as fast access to experts and 24-7 customer support. Because we know you have people depending on you. So you can always depend on us. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.